Hey there, teachers. Since you're a regular podcast listener, and I know you're committed to improving your literacy instruction, I want to make sure you know about our free private podcast, the Confident Writer System Series. This private podcast was the result of so many teachers asking me questions about how to teach writing. I'd get questions like, my schedule is already so crammed. How do you find enough time to teach writing? Or my students struggle to write complete sentences and paragraphs, yet I'm expected to get them to write a five-paragraph essay by the end of the year. Help! (laughs) So I decided to put together a five-episode private podcast series that will teach you how to teach writing in upper elementary. In this short series, you'll learn the five mistakes to avoid when teaching writing in upper elementary, simple routines that will take your students from confused to confident, and manageable ways to teach writing every day without feeling rushed. You're going to get access to a podcast workbook that is filled with freebies and writing resources. So if that sounds like something that you want, then head to stellarteacher.com slash writing podcast. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash writing podcast and sign up for this free private podcast. These episodes are only available inside the private podcast and trust me, you're not going to want to miss them. You're listening to episode number 136 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Teaching literacy is tough, but with the right tools, you can be not only good, but great. Amazing. I'm talking off the charts impactful. Hey, I'm Sarah Marie, a literacy specialist with over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. Tune in each week to this podcast to hear no fluff lesson ideas and strategies that will help you feel confident in your abilities to truly grow your students as readers. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hey there, friend. Happy Monday. Happy end of May. Happy end of the school year. I just hope that it is just a happy day for you. And it is a happy day for me here on the podcast because we are getting ready to start our summer series here on the Stellar Teacher Podcast. In fact, starting this week, we are going to be airing double episodes for the next seven weeks. I love doing something a little bit different during the summer because I know many teachers are off and have more time to spend listening to podcasts. And so I want to put together something extra special for you. So every Monday, we are still going to release our normal episodes, and I've got some really great content for you guys. I am planning episodes to talk about small group instruction, time management tips, and strategies for how to effectively teach writing if you don't have a writing curriculum. And all of those episodes are coming your way during our Monday episodes. And then on Thursdays, I'm going to be releasing episodes that are part of a special series that I am calling Small Steps to SOR, aka the science of reading. And these Thursday episodes are going to be short, right around 10 to 12 minutes. And each week, I'm going to be sharing one small step that you can take to align your instruction with the science of reading. And as I've been creating these episodes, I just really think that they are going to help you get a much better understanding of what the science of reading is and why it's so important in upper elementary. I know there's been a lot of talk over the last couple of years around science of reading, and it's 
There's been especially a lot of talk around phonics instruction in lower elementary, but the science of reading has a lot of really great information and research on how we should be teaching reading in upper elementary as well, and I want to make sure you guys understand it. But more importantly, I think these episodes should really help you feel confident and equipped to incorporate the science of reading in your own classroom. And that is the goal for me with this podcast, is to help you feel like a much more competent teacher. And it's important that my podcast helps with questions and topics that you're struggling with. And I found that the best way to figure that out is really just to ask you. So my inspiration for this series came from you guys. Uh, Maybe you remember, but back in February, we sent a survey out to our audience and we got over a thousand responses. And maybe you filled it out. If you did, thank you so much. In that survey, I simply asked, what is your biggest year-long challenge? And what questions did you have? And I loved getting all of your feedback. The questions that you asked were really, really good questions. And I was so inspired because I was like, dang, the teachers in my audience are really thinking about important literacy topics. And I am hoping to answer as many of them as I can just during our podcast episodes in general. But I got a lot of questions about the science of reading, what it is, and specifically, what does it look like in upper elementary? So I got enough questions to where I figured it deserved its own little series. And of course, this makes sense. I know most of the teachers in my audience are upper elementary teachers. And like I mentioned earlier, the science of reading is still something that is pretty brand new. I know a lot of schools are making shifts with their curriculum to try to align their instruction more with the science of reading. I'm sure there's also some schools out there that haven't even heard of the science of reading. But regardless, I wanted to do some episodes to really help you get a better understanding of what it is and how to incorporate it into your instruction. So that's kind of where the inspiration for this summer series came from. But definitely plan on tuning in to those Thursday episodes for this Small Steps to SOR series. And let me encourage you that even if your school is not making a shift to the science of reading, or if you're hearing this episode and you're like, I've never heard of the science of reading, still tune in because these episodes are filled with great strategies and action items that are going to enhance your literacy instruction, whether you are intentionally trying to align yourself with the science of reading or if you just want to become a better literacy teacher. So to help kick off our summer series, today we are going to talk about four things that upper elementary teachers can do to align their instruction with the science of reading. Now, like I mentioned before, many of my episodes I've recorded this past year share instructional strategies and teaching tips that align with the science of reading. I just don't always label my episodes SOR aligned. So if you've been listening to my podcast and are implementing what you've learned, chances are you already are well on your way to aligning your upper elementary classroom with the science of reading. But I did want to share some specifics on really, you know, four key things that I think upper elementary teachers need to focus on. And I wanted to do this episode, especially because it's a question that many of you have. Now, before I do that, I do want to do just a little bit of background on what the science of reading is. If you are familiar with it, maybe skip ahead 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, so you can get into the content. If you've never heard of the science of reading before, and this is a term that is brand spanking new to you, go back and listen to episode number 85. It is titled, What is the Science of Reading and Why is it Important? And last summer, I did a whole series on the science of reading, and you'll definitely want to start there before you listen to the rest of this episode. But for those of you who are familiar with the term, let's just quickly review so we can all be on the same page. 
The science of reading refers to the body of research about how we learn to read. It is research. (laughs) It's not a curriculum. It's not a program. It's not a resource. And this collective research has been around for over 20 plus years. So it really isn't anything new. And it's cool because it draws on research and information from educational psychology, cognitive psychology, neuroscience, and linguistics. And the whole goal is to help us, especially as educators, understand how people learn to read. And I've been doing research on it for a couple of years, and I find it to be just really fascinating. And I've learned a lot and a lot of that I've shared with you. And ideally, we want our classrooms to be based in that research. And one of the models that I really love and appreciate in the science of reading is Scarborough's Reading Rope. And you can Google it if you want to see this visual, but I'll try to paint a picture for you here. So envision a large rope or even a cable. And if you think about it, a rope is created by twisting smaller strands together to create a larger rope. And the smaller strands of the rope are woven together to help strengthen and reinforce each other. And reading is very similar to a rope. Each strand in the rope is a single element or component, or you could say even skill of reading. And when we weave them together, it helps to strengthen and reinforce a reader. So Scarborough's reading rope is divided into two main strands. We've got the word recognition strand and the language comprehension strand. And both of these strands are necessary. If we want our students to be skilled and proficient readers, they have to have strong word recognition skills and strong language comprehension skills. Without one or the other, they're going to struggle. But within each of these strands, there are smaller strands that are woven together and are needed for our students to show reading proficiency. So in the word recognition strand, there's phonological awareness, decoding, and sight word recognition. And in the language comprehension strand, there's background knowledge, vocabulary, language structures, verbal reasoning, and literacy knowledge. And I go more in depth on those in my Science of Reading series, so I'm not going to dig into those specifically now. I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode number 87, where I talk specifically about language comprehension. But the thing that I really love about Scarborough's Reading Rope is that it, one, I think highlights the interconnectedness and complexity of reading. You know, we can't just teach vocabulary and expect our students to be strong readers. They need to have vocabulary combined with all of the other elements of the reading rope in order to be skilled readers. So everything is connected. But also, it provides a roadmap for instruction. So if you're wondering, what does the science of reading look like in upper elementary? Well, Scarborough's Reading Rope gives us a very clear picture of the types of things that we should see in our literacy classrooms. So in upper elementary, we want to make sure that our students have a foundation of word recognition. These are traditionally skills that are usually taught in lower elementary, but we don't want to ignore them as upper elementary teachers. We want to make sure that our students have that foundation. And we also want to make sure that our instruction is rich in the elements of language comprehension. So we want to make sure that we're focusing on background knowledge, vocabulary, language structures, verbal reasoning, and literacy knowledge. And maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I've never heard of this before. Like this model, it sounds great. It makes sense. But (laughs) how do I apply, you know, background knowledge or what does verbal reasoning actually look like? Or how do I teach this on a day-to-day basis? So 
I know you guys love practical strategies and suggestions. I do too. That's part of the reason why I love putting this podcast together for you. So practical suggestion number one, go back and listen to episode number 87. In that episode, I break down the language comprehension strand and I give some very practical suggestions for how you can make sure you're incorporating those elements in your classroom. So do all of those things and that's gonna help align your instruction to be you know, more in line with the science of reading. But like I said, in this episode, I'm gonna share four things that upper elementary teachers can do to make sure that they are doing their best to align their instruction to the science of reading, which if you remember, is just research. So let's jump in. The first thing that I think is important is to provide explicit and systematic word recognition instruction to our students who are not fluent readers. And my guess is, is that if you are a third or fourth or fifth grade teacher, you probably have students in your class who are still struggling to read and decode text fluency. And if that is the case, then your primary goal for these students is really to teach them the rules of English and help them build a strong phonics foundation so they can understand how to read and write. And we know from Scarborough's Reading Rope that students need these strong word recognition skills if we want them to become a strong reader. Decoding is not optional. It's not something that we can skip. So if you have students who are still struggling to sound words out, you know, they aren't accurate with what they're reading, they make mistakes when they're reading, then they need help with phonics. And your number one goal really should be to build up their word recognition skills, which means you need to be teaching phonological awareness, phonics, and sight word recognition. Because if your students don't have solid word recognition skills, then they are going to struggle to understand any complex text you put in front of them. It does not matter how many graphic organizers you give them, how much time you give them, how many times you ask them to read the text over and over again. If they are lacking word recognition skills, they're just gonna struggle to read complex texts. So you wanna do your best to help fill in those gaps. So kind of practically what this could look like is you wanna make sure that you have access to like a phonics screener or some other assessment that will help you determine what phonics knowledge do your students already have and what gaps do you need to fill? Because you might not have to go all the way back to the beginning and start teaching them, you know, the names of the letters and the short vowel sounds, but for some students you might. So you want to get a baseline of where they're at and where you need to fill in the gaps. And depending if it is your whole class that needs help or if it's just a small group, you can decide how much instructional time do you need to commit to this. More than likely, it's going to be you know, a small group. And so maybe that intervention can happen in your classroom. Maybe you have an interventionist on your campus. But really, ideally, you'd be using your small group time to work through decodable readers and you would be teaching them sound spelling patterns and sight words that they need to know. And these are gonna help them become fluent readers. And let me just say that this is hard. This is probably the hardest part about aligning your instruction in upper elementary to the science of reading because I think a lot of upper elementary teachers don't have training or familiarity or background on how to actually teach decoding, and then you don't have resources. <laughs> and so this is hard. So it's gonna require a lot of extra work on your part to make sure that you're doing this. You know, if you think about it, if you're a third, fourth, or fifth grade teacher, your grade level curriculum is not designed to support students who are still learning to decode. But if you have students who are missing this important skill 
I would encourage you to find the resources, find the support, and figure it out. Because if we don't take the time to fill in the gaps, these students are always going to struggle with reading, and they're never going to become skilled readers. So step number one, or sort of, you know, if you want to align your instruction to the science of reading, make sure that you are giving all of your students strong word recognition foundations, so that way they can actually read the text. The second thing that I think you should do is prioritize vocabulary instruction. And this is something that all upper elementary teachers should focus on. And understanding the meaning of words is directly related to a reader's ability to comprehend. And in one of the science of reading books that I often refer to, it talked about how adequate reading comprehension is dependent upon a person already knowing between 90 to 95% of the words in a text. And I know our students are faced with really challenging words and some really complex texts. And I would guess that you have students that don't probably know 90 to 95% of the words that they are reading. So if we want them to become skilled readers who can comprehend what they are reading, then we really need to prioritize vocabulary instruction. So when you're thinking about your vocabulary instruction in upper elementary, think about doing three things. The first is teaching individual and isolated words as needed. And this is because it would be really inefficient if you tried to teach every single challenging word your student might encounter as an individual word in isolation. But you can and should teach some words in isolation. So thinking like your content words, you know, like vocabulary words from science or math lessons, these can be great words to teach in isolation. Or if you're doing a novel study and there's a specific or essential word that your students need to understand it, that could be a great word to teach in isolation. But we don't want to rely on individual word instruction, which is why there's two other things you should be doing. The second thing is to teach word learning strategies. And this is when we give students tools that will help them understand the meaning of words and how words work. And this can be done by teaching Greek and Latin roots, prefixes and suffixes, multiple meaning words, context clues, things like that. Because when students have an understanding of these concepts, they now have a set of tools that they can use when they encounter words that are new or unfamiliar to them. And there's tons of different ways that you can focus on these word study concepts. I've talked about a lot of them on the podcast in the past. You can do word or root of the week. You can do word building activities. You can do word sorts, word webs, semantic word maps, word walls. And these are the types of vocabulary activities that you want to prioritize in your classroom and use regularly, like daily or weekly. The third thing that you want to do when it comes to vocabulary instruction is to create an environment where your students are word watchers. And the ultimate goal of vocabulary, or I often like to refer to it as word study instruction, is for students to apply their knowledge to their reading and their writing. We don't want them just to know these words. We want them to actually use them and when they see them to like understand them. And that begins with awareness. And awareness can be as simple as asking students to be on the lookout for words in their reading. Look for words with the prefix un. Look for words with the root photo. Look for one new word while you're reading. Or look for a word that has multiple meanings. So just highlight to students that words are important and we want to pay attention to them. So we want our students to get in the habit of paying attention to words. Okay, I'm going to cheat a little bit with the third one. And I'm going to share kind of two things at once. 
So the third thing that I think is really important for upper elementary teachers to do is to explicitly teach your students about text structure and sentence structure. Now, real quick, text structure refers to how a text is organized. So in a fiction text, we often see a story organized using the story mountain. So introduce the problem, characters setting in the beginning, rising action, climax, falling action, resolution. And in nonfiction, text usually can be organized in one of five structures, cause and effect, problem and solution, sequence, compare and contrast, description. And sentence structure refers to how sentences are organized. And when students have a strong understanding of sentence structure, they understand that sentences can be simple, compound, complex, compound, complex. But more than that, students really understand the order and the types of phrases in a sentence. They understand how independent and dependent clauses can be organized in a sentence. And they understand how to reorganize words in a sentence and still maintain meaning. And sentence structure and text structure are an essential part of comprehension. You know, first, I think it's important that students understand on the very basic level how words work together to form larger texts. Because, you know, if you think about it, a text is just a giant set of or group of words working together to create meaning. And this is actually something that I talk about in my free private podcast, the Confident Writer System series. The whole series is all about how to teach writing in upper elementary But in one of the episodes, I go in-depth into understanding the building blocks of writing. And I talk about how words work together to form phrases. Phrases work together to form clauses. Clauses work together to form sentences. Sentences work together to form paragraphs. And paragraphs work together to form texts. And all of these things from phrases all the way up to texts can be organized in a predictable way that allows us to make meaning from what we are reading. So when we take the time to teach students sentence structure or text structure, we are giving them the roadmap that will help them navigate and make meaning of any text they are reading, which is such a great gift to give them. So a few practical things that you can do are to explicitly teach both text structure and sentence structure. And I've done previous podcast episodes on both of those topics that I'll link to in the show notes. But more importantly than that, connect their knowledge of sentence structure and text structure to everything. I think we tend to get in these habits of teaching standards and skills in isolation and checking them off our standard list and moving on. So you probably teach a text structure unit, but we don't want our students' understanding of text structure to be limited to just a three-week set of exposure. You know, the same is true with sentence structure. So we want to make sure that anytime we're reading a text, we talk about the organization of it and how having the knowledge of the organization allows us to do things like make predictions, make connections, use our background knowledge, and really understand the text. And then anytime we're reading, we can pick out a sentence or two and spend time talking about comprehension at the sentence level. And so we don't want to limit our students' understanding of sentence structure to just a few grammar lessons during the year about simple sentences or compound sentences. And so we really want to make sure that we are explicitly teaching, but then continuously talking both about text structure and sentence structure. And if you want more support with learning how to teach writing in upper elementary and to learn a little bit more specifically about how to teach sentence structure, definitely sign up for my free private podcast, the Confident Writer System series. You can find that at stellarteacher.com slash writing podcast, and I'll link to that in the show notes as well. 
So the fourth thing that you can do if you want to align your upper elementary classroom to the science of reading is teach reading through the lens of content. So the goal is not for your students to learn a bunch of comprehension strategies or have them learn a bunch of random word knowledge that they don't do anything with. The ultimate goal of our reading instruction and really the science of reading is for students to understand the text that they are reading and to apply all of the elements listed in the reading rope. This is where I think there is a huge opportunity in upper elementary. We often do a really, really, really great job of teaching reading and writing skills, but then we forget to give our students ample opportunities to apply and practice those skills in real meaningful ways that results in an increase in knowledge and understanding. So a few things that you can do. Thematic units or cross-curricular instruction can be great because this allows you really to teach reading and writing through the in-depth study of a specific topic or subject. You could also do a novel study with your students. And as you're working your way through the novel, you're teaching them bite-sized reading lessons with small objectives, and you're really only giving them the specific strategies and skills that they need to navigate their way through the novel and you're making your primary goal understanding the text. So I would just encourage you to look for opportunities outside of your typical reading lessons to practice and reinforce what you're teaching. This can happen in math, where you reinforce root word knowledge when you discuss new math vocabulary words. This can happen in science, when you discuss the organization and structure of the text when you're reading about ecosystems. And just try not to teach everything as isolated skills, but really think about the big picture and what the goal of our reading instruction is. It's not for students to get to a certain reading level. It's not for students to pass a reading test. We want students to know how to read and understand real texts. So we need to make sure that they are getting enough opportunities to practice the application of what we're reading. Okay, so there you have it. Four things that upper elementary teachers can do to align their instruction to the science of reading. Now, these are not the only four things that you can do, but they are a really good place to start. And I think it's important to keep in mind that we can't make so many changes at once, and it really is all about taking small steps to try to align our instruction. So start by providing explicit and systematic word recognition instruction to students who are not fluent readers. Prioritize vocabulary instruction. Explicitly teach your students about text structure and sentence structure. And then finally, teach reading and writing through the lens of content. And don't forget, if you are looking for even more small steps that you can take to align your instruction with the science of reading, be sure to tune in every Thursday for the next seven weeks for our Small Steps to SOR series. The first episode is going to air this Thursday, June 1st, and I hope to see you there. Until then, have a stellar week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would follow along and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. And don't forget to join me over on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company. You can always find the links and resources from this episode in the show notes at StellarTeacher.com. I'll see you back here next week.